Hello, welcome, and thanks for checking in today to No Vacancy, the podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Palmer. I'm an Airbnb ambassador and 17-time super host, and I've hosted over 1,000 reservations. I'm a stay-at-home mom of two under two and manage my eight listings remotely. My mission is to help new and experienced vacation rental hosts turn their listings into fully booked, profitable properties that can be managed from anywhere, so you too can have no vacancies. If that sounds good to you, let's get right into the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of No Vacancy, the podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Palmer. If you follow me on Instagram, you already know what this week's episode is going to be about because I asked you for your input on this episode and for your help. So this week, we are covering how to respond to guests when they say blank. I get so many messages from people saying, hey, I just had a guest send this. I have no idea how to respond. Can you help? For the most part, I definitely see a lot of the same messages. A guest complains about the cleanliness not being what they wanted. Um, You know, maybe some part of the stay wasn't up to their expectations. A lot of times, unfortunately, it's things out of your control, weather, traffic on the way, things like that. A lot of messages about guests asking for discounts. And there are also a lot of messages that I could not come up with if I even wanted to. And so I told you to send in any scenario and let's run through and I will tell you guys how I would respond to these messages. Keep in mind, every single host has a different personality. I'm going to tell you how I would respond to these and I've hosted over a thousand reservations and this is how I would deal with these situations. This does not mean that this is going to be a foolproof plan to dealing with any scenario. Every single reservation is a snowflake. They are all brand new. No two reservations are ever the same. Every host is different. Every guest is different. Even if the same host hosts the same guest in the same property, it's over different days. There's different things happening. Maybe something happened in someone's personal lives. There's never ever the same reservation twice. So please keep in mind, as I give you the answers that I would respond, if you take any of these and try them, I hope you find them helpful. But you still have to be, you know, willing to kind of adapt and pay attention to reading the cues and just getting a feel for this guest and how they want to be talked to. And I have definitely tried different approaches with different people. With some guests, I can tell that they really just want to hear, you know, an exclamation point and a smiley face emoji. And that's how they communicate. And I can mimic that with other guests. You can tell them when they're upset, they do not have patience for that. And they just want to know that you're listening and that you're on top of the resolution. All right, here's a good one. And I actually literally just had this happen last week, but how to reply to people who want to take the booking off platform. This is one you cannot mess around with at all, especially, I don't know Verbo's policy. I'm guessing it's probably the same, but I can tell you 100% on Airbnb, you do not want to give Airbnb even a whiff that this is what you're doing. And let me tell you what just happened this last week. So I had somebody message me, same thing oh my gosh, we're really excited to book your place. You know, it's a little bit out of our budget with all of the fees and stuff. Any chance you'd be interested in going off platform, which was very suspect because when I looked, this person was actually an Airbnb host themselves. So they should have 100% known that this is a huge, huge no-no. 
I just responded and I said, hey there, we keep all bookings on the Airbnb platform to protect us and you, the guest. That's how I like to phrase it. You don't want to make it just instantly about like, I don't trust you. That's why I want Airbnb to back me on this and process the payment and have their you know air cover as a backup. Don't phrase it in a way that's like, I don't trust you, you're the problem, but reinforce to them that it's also protecting them to stay on platform. Look, I have no problem if you do take direct bookings as well and you're doing your own marketing for that from social media and you have your own direct booking site, but if someone finds you through Airbnb, it is a huge violation of their policy to take that booking off platform. You will get banned from the platform. She did not end up booking. And then actually today, literally this morning, I received an email saying it was an email from Airbnb that said, hi, Natalie, we are reaching out in regards to a recent experience you had with someone asking you to take the booking off platform. We want to thank you for your efforts in keeping Airbnb a safe community. And we want to let you know that this account has been removed. I did not report her account. Um, I typically don't report people who want to go off platform. I will if they really seem like a scammer, like if they are very pushy about it. But sometimes I just like to give people the benefit of the doubt that they just don't really realize that you're not supposed to do that. So I don't necessarily report people, but I'm guessing that when I didn't grant her going off platform, she probably reached out to other hosts and someone else reported her. And I ended up getting notified from Airbnb for this. So that shows you how seriously they take this, that they did end up removing her profile and even followed up with me. I didn't even report her, but still followed up with me about the fact that I had interacted with someone who wanted to go off platform. So Absolutely do not take a chance here. Do not mess around with it. I don't care how much you think you're going to save in fees going off platform. It's not worth it if your entire listing gets deactivated. Okay, this one is funny. Somebody said, what do you do when the guest asks for a discount because, quote, they will only use one towel and one pillow? This person just clearly has no understanding of the business at all because even if they use one pillow and one towel, you still have to do a load of laundry for that right? You're not going to hand wash their towel and pillow. You still have to run an entire load of laundry. And there's virtually no difference between throwing four towels and four pillowcases in the wash versus one towel and one pillowcase. Here's the biggest thing to keep in mind when you're responding to guests like this. If it were me, I would simply say, hi, thanks so much for reaching out. The current rates that you see reflected for this are our standard rates, and we are not able to discount the nightly rate or the cleaning fee. That's it. Leave it at that. Don't even start explaining. I mean, I know I just explained to you guys why this doesn't merit a discount because you still have to run a full load of laundry, but don't even start explaining that to them because I've noticed that the moment you start trying to explain things, people will try to, they take that as an invitation to negotiate and have a back and forth. Let's just say you explain to him, oh, I still have to do a full load of laundry for the bed sheets and the towel and the pillowcase. Then what's he going to say next? Oh, well, what if I bring my own bedding and my own towel and my own pillowcase? And now what do you do? Now it's like, oh my God, well, I just told him that that was the reason I can't discount. And now he's telling me that he's going to bring his own sheets, but I still have to charge the full cleaning fee because who knows, you know, what else has to be wiped down. You cannot get into a position where you start negotiating. This is what they tell you with kids too. If you don't want your kids to have sweets, all you say is no. 
If you tell them no, because you didn't eat enough broccoli today, then they're going to say, well, mom, if I have one more piece of broccoli, then can I have sweets? And then you're like, oh shit. Like, I mean, I guess, yeah, because I just told you. So do not get into the trap of over-explaining yourself here. I'm telling you, I, I know that that urge comes in because you want to just not seem harsh and you want to sort of justify yourself, but I think it really just sets you up for the guests wanting to start pushing back and enter that negotiation, and then you're really, really stuck. All right, here's another one that I have also dealt with myself. This is the guest saying that they're planning on leaving three days early from their week-long reservation, no issues, just change plans. In here, you didn't say that they asked for a refund, so I'm going to assume that they did not. There's also a different answer for if they do ask for a refund, but I'm going to assume here that they did not ask for a refund. They're just notifying you that they're leaving early. In this case, do not even acknowledge a refund. Don't even bring it up. Just say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Plans changed. I hope everything is okay. Thank you for notifying us that you'll be taking off early. Safe travels, and I hope you enjoyed your stay. That's all it is. Do not mention the refund. If they didn't ask for it, I've seen so many hosts just immediately think like, oh, they're leaving early. Okay, that means I have to refund them. No, no, they booked it. They And like you said, in this case, there wasn't even any emergency or anything. Just their plans changed. A lot of people too book extra time because they just want that flexibility. And then plans change. They're not even looking for a refund. You have no obligation to give it. Don't even start with that. If, on the other hand, they are checking out early and they do ask for a refund, all you have to say is, hi, we adhere to Airbnb's strict cancellation policy and we'll defer to that. And of course, switch out the word strict for moderate or flexible if you're using one of those policies. A lot of guests don't even realize that you as the host pick the cancellation policy. They're just going to call Airbnb and say, hey, what's what's going on? I really want to leave early. The host told me that they refer to the strict cancellation policy. So do I get a refund? And if Airbnb sees that you said in the messages that you're going to follow that, Airbnb will not give them the refund. Uh, they may call you and just say, hey, you know, the guest called us and is asking this. Would you like to make an exception and give them a refund for the remaining nights? And all you have to say is, nope, I'm going to adhere to my strict cancellation policy. If you want to be a little bit more gracious, you can tell the guest that, hey, because the cancellation is last minute, it is unlikely I'll be able to rebook the nights. But if I am able to, I'm happy to refund you the difference of what I can rebook the remaining nights of your stay for. You can totally do something like that. That way you're not obligated to give them anything back. It's only on if you're able to replace that income that you lost by the last minute cancellation. A very important thing to note here is do not let the guests alter the reservation and hit accept. If they do that and try to end the reservation on today's current day while cutting off the remaining three nights, automatically those remaining three nights will get refunded to them because you accepted the change. So if they try to do that, just do not hit accept, decline it, and tell them they have to cancel the reservation. That's the only way that those remaining nights can open up so that you can try to get them rebooked. Okay, reading this one just made my eyes start twitching. Oh my god. What do you do when they ask for a refund because the pots and pans weren't stacked nicely in the cupboards? Okay, I I honestly think I would not even acknowledge them asking for the refund because this is so absurd. I think I wouldn't even acknowledge that part. I think I would just skim over that and just say... Thank you so much for bringing this to our attention. We're always looking for feedback to improve the listing. We'll, we'll mention this to our cleaning team. I honestly think that's all I'd say, and I would not 
engage any further. This is so, this is like obviously just such a, how do we know that they didn't just like mess up the pot and pan stack? This is ridiculous. Like I'm not going to be extorted for stuff like this. This is obviously such a transparent way to try and get a discount. Like they didn't, they didn't even try at least plant some hair somewhere on the sheets or something or like have your dog take a shit somewhere and say that it was there. Like at least try when you're going to make a fake claim. Because the pots and pans weren't stacked nicely, seriously. Yeah, honestly, I don't think I'd even acknowledge the part about the refund. And I would just say, thank you so much for your feedback. We're always looking to improve. That's it. This person said, what do you respond when the guest says, does your insurance cover if I left the door open and someone stole your TV? No. No. This cannot be a real message. Oh my god. Okay, if this really happened, I am 99% sure that this guest stole the TV because, come on, who who would go in and in the few minutes they have to steal something while a door is left unlocked, they don't know when people are coming back, who would go in and who would decide like, oh, I know what we're going to do, unscrew the whole TV from the wall mount? What? No. That's not something that you like carry out discreetly in a theft laptops, watches, jewelry, iPads, sunglasses, wallets, like that's something you can sneak in and steal. Not the TV. Obviously, if your TV really is missing, this woman 100% stole it and they are setting up this scenario so that you can just try to get insurance to cover it and that you don't go after her for a claim. So 100% if this happened, your guest stole the TV. I would probably respond. I wouldn't even acknowledge the like insurance question and the payment yet. I would respond trying to understand what happened. Just kind of play dumb here and be like, Hi, can you please explain what happened? How long was the door unlocked for? What time did this occur at? How do you know that someone came in and it wasn't someone in your group? Think that you will be able to trip her up in her lie a little bit and you could even threaten some police action because I'm pretty convinced that this woman, someone in her group stole it. I feel like this was just an elaborate scheme. You don't want to let her know that you're onto it. I would say something like, oh my gosh, this is so concerning. I'm so scared that we may have a burglar in the neighborhood. Can you please give me all of the details? I'm going to call the police and send them over to get a detailed police report from you and see what she says from there. Somebody said, what do I do when my guest asks if they can keep this obviously sentimental antique spoon that you have displayed? That is so funny. Okay, obviously, you know, interchange this with any sort of antique item or sentimental item or really anything in the property. If the guest ever just said like, hey, we love this artwork, can we keep it? And you don't want to give it to them. I think that the best course of action here would just to be like, wow, we're so glad you like it. We really try to decorate our home and furnish it with all our favorite things. So I'm I'm glad you're enjoying it. For that reason, though, we won't be able to let you take it. We really try to set up the listing so that all the things you see there can be enjoyed for multiple guests for years to come. So just, you know, thank her, take it as a compliment and just say like, because you like it, we like it too. That's why we have to keep it for everyone. Okay, this next one made me really put on my problem solver hat because I have never heard of this happening. And so I had to just do some research. So Keep in mind, you guys, sometimes with these, the answers don't come that naturally. You have to get a little bit scrappy and and dig around. But this person said, what do you do when the guest asks, why does the water smell like sulfur? 
I have never heard of water smelling like sulfur, so I just Googled it because I have no idea about this. And here's what I found. It says that sometimes water can start to smell like rotten eggs or sulfur if it comes in contact with chemical hydrogen sulfide gas. Makes sense. Here's what it says. Water containing hydrogen sulfide can have an odor that is objectionable and the water may taste really bad, but generally the water is not harmful to health. However, the odors can be caused by other constituents as well, so you may want to call your local health department and mention the odor to them. So here's what I would probably do. If they are bringing this to your attention, you want to get that looked at, and this is definitely something that if this does become a health issue that the guests shouldn't stay there anymore, you'll definitely want to refund all the remaining nights and probably a little bit more for the inconvenience of having to move locations. What I would first do is tell them, like, thank you so much for bringing this to our attention. And I would even send them the article that I just found that says, hey, it looks like it's most likely not harmful. So I think you're going to be okay. But just to be safe, we are calling our local water department right now. And would you be all right with us scheduling an appointment with them to possibly to come in as soon as possible and take a look and test the water. That's how I would handle this. That way, at least their nerves are calmed in the moment and you're letting them know, hey, it looks like it's probably not harmful, but I want to make sure I'm getting this checked out for you. Is it all right? I'm going to call the local water department. Is it all right if we send them in during your stay for their soonest availability? That's how I would handle this and just be prepared. If there is a bigger issue found, you really want to thank the guests for bringing it to your attention and definitely work with them if they do end up having to leave and find other accommodations. All right, one of you sent this in. I had a guest ask what cleaners I used to clean the Airbnb and also what detergent was used for washing the linens. She asked because she had skin sensitivities. This conversation went back and forth for a while and I got the impression she wanted the place cleaned again and linens rewashed the day before check-in. How would you reply to this request? First of all, that is super frustrating. I do not begrudge anybody for having skin sensitivities, but if you know you have that issue, you have a responsibility to ask the host what kind of detergent they use upon booking. The fact that she was already booked and is just asking this right before check-in and suddenly expects you to change all your detergents and all your cleaning products is so unfair to put you in that situation. I actually did have a guest once who also said that he had pretty severe allergies and was asking in the pre-booking, when is the last time our air filters have been changed because he's really sensitive to dust. And actually, it was on our to-do list, I think, to change the air filters within like three weeks of when he was supposed to check in. And we just said, you know what? We were supposed to check it about three weeks after your check-in. Instead, we're coming up this weekend. We will actually just swap out the filters after these guests check out. And then you're the next guest arriving. So you will have brand new pure air filters for your arrival. And he ended up booking. He was a great guest, left an awesome review. He was so gracious about it. And it was just such an easy thing to ask us about. If we couldn't have done it, I would have been honest and said no. And you know, he could have questioned other hosts and found a situation that worked for him. So I have no issue with guests asking this in the pre-booking and just seeing how you can accommodate them. And in that case, I'm glad he reached out because we were able to. But this is really frustrating that she's just suddenly expecting a whole brand new cleaning with all brand new products after she's already been booked and never communicated that with you up front. Anyway, there are two ways that I think you could handle this. If your cleaner was interested in coming back and redoing that cleaning, I think you could tell this girl that it's already been cleaned. I wasn't aware that you had these sensitivities until now. So if you would like 
a new cleaning, I would have to charge you for an additional cleaning fee to send my cleaner in, and we would also need to charge you for purchasing new products that would be to your standard because we go buy these products, and if that's going to be an issue, we won't be able to purchase new ones. And just see if it's important enough to her. Maybe she'll, you know, pay you another cleaning fee and give you an extra 50 bucks to buy the products that she wants. If she's not able to do that, then you just have to say, I cannot send in my cleaner to clean for free. I have to pay for her labor and I don't have the cleaning products that you prefer. I think that that's the only way you can do this. And there's just no, if she's really pushing back and just really making it seem like she'll leave a bad review or something, this may even be a case where I would consider calling Airbnb and trying to see if maybe you can just get the reservation canceled or have her moved somewhere else. If she's just not going to be happy there and is going to be complaining about her sensitivities the whole time, it's really unfair to put you in that position when she gave you absolutely no warning about this. So, you know, kind of think through if that is an option that your cleaner would want to make some extra money and pick up an extra cleaning shift. And if that's the case, go ahead and charge her for an additional cleaning. If she pushes back on that, then I think you really just have to put your foot down and say, okay, I've offered to have it recleaned. I have to pay my cleaner. And if you're not willing to do that and pay for the products you want, then I'm not sure what to tell you. Okay, this one. This person said, guest asked for a discount and I could really benefit from the booking. Don't do it. Don't do it. I know. I know, especially when it's slow season and you can benefit from the booking. It's so tempting. Don't do it. The guests who ask for discounts are always the worst without fail. It's just this instant red flag. You have to get it through your head. The moment a guest asks for a discount, they are straight up telling you, I do not value you. I do not value you as a host. I do not value the price that you put on this. I do not value the property. I do not value the amenities that you list at this price. I want to be entitled and call my own shots, and I do not value the price you put on this. It is them explicitly telling you that they are going to try and ask for refunds and be difficult guests during their stays. Like, I... I... I don't know. Maybe this sounds like I'm overgeneralizing. Ask any host who has granted discounts before. This is not just my experience. This is universal. There is a very big difference between a guest who books for $170 a night, and that's the asking price, and they just book it, no questions asked, and somebody who gets $170 a night because they asked for a $30 discount from $200. I know at the end of the day, it seems like those two guests are paying the same amount, One of them told you straight up that they don't value what you're pricing your home. They don't value you. Do not fall for it. All you need to say is, hi, thank you so much for reaching out. We do not offer discounts on our nightly rate. That's it. Again, do not start explaining yourself because that's when you give the guests reasons to try and negotiate and push back and haggle with you. That's all you leave it at. I want to add here too you would be surprised at how many guests will still end up booking you at the full price when you tell them that. You would be shocked at how many still do. And I have found that at that point, I have no issues with the guest. A lot of guests just like to ask and see what they can get away with. But when they see that you're not budging, they end up booking for full price. And those guests I have no issues with. But if you grant them that discount, get ready. You will will regret it. All right, this one said, guests booked for 33 nights. They arrive and start to complain about mold and fungus in the bathroom. We offer to send a cleaner. They want a full refund. They claim they called the police. They called the police because you had mold and fungus in the bathroom? What? What? 
Okay, I was about to make, like, a really cheesy joke about, like, a fun guy being in the bathroom and getting out of hand, and the police had to come disrupt a party, but I, I don't know how to deliver the punchline, so just imagine that it was going to be a really funny joke, and I was going to time it comedically perfectly, okay? Or I could do a joke about, like, <laughs> defung the police. No, that... That one didn't land either. Okay. Um, here's the deal. If there really is mold and fungus in your bathroom, I'm I'm kind of missing some context here. I wish I had a little more because you say we offer to send in the cleaner. I'm wondering if the cleaner ended up going in. This should be a case where you don't just offer it. You need to insist. Like, hey, if there really is mold and fungus, I have to send someone in to look at this. This could be a health and safety issue. I don't want you breathing in spores. I have to send someone in. So I don't know if if they're pushing back and not allowing someone to come in. You, you just have to push back. You have to say, based on what you reported to me, I need someone in the property. So I'm kind of unclear there if you did send the cleaner or not, but make sure you get someone in there. The whole thing about calling the police, I have no idea. The police is going to laugh in their face about this. And they want a full refund. So are they planning on leaving? It, I guess if they check out and you really do find that there's mold and fungus there and they check out, I think that that would warrant a full refund for sure. Um, but if they're planning to stay there for free for 33 nights and not let the cleaner in, then you need to call. This is one where I don't even know if it's worth even like responding to the guests and trying to deal with them. You need to call Airbnb and say, hey, here's the situation. My guest has reported that there is fungus and mold in the bathroom. They are not allowing us to go in and look at it. And now they are refusing to leave the property and let us inspect it. They want a full refund and they want to uphold the reservation. This is one where I would get Airbnb involved. These people are clearly irrational if they think they can call the police over mushrooms. What? The police... Okay, so yeah, you're not going to reason with them. I I think you may just want to go straight over their heads and immediately to Airbnb for this one. All right, this person said, what would you say to a bottom level unit that is complaining of hearing the upstairs neighbors? All right, a couple questions for you up front on this one. And I would love to know if this is a recurring issue that you have that these upstairs neighbors are always loud or if this was a one-off first-time situation. Um, if this is something that you're consistently having, Definitely, you want to make sure that you add some language about this to the listing and prepare people for their expectations. That would be super unfair of you to know that this is something that recurs and you're not making that upfront with your guests. So if this is happening a lot, please be upfront about that. If this is a one-off situation, I would tell the guests and say, hey, I'm so sorry. I'm not sure what's going on. We normally never have issues with the upstairs neighbors. I'm going to call them right now and see what's going on. Maybe they're moving some furniture or have some friends over, but I will get back to you as soon as possible and let them know to please be respectful of you guys. That's how I would handle this. I've actually had to do this myself. You guys know my listings are in condo complexes and every now and then, you know, the units above us are also rentals. They might have guests that are louder than usual. I have the phone numbers of all our neighbors on either side of us and above us in all the units that we rent out. And so I can contact the owners of any of the other properties and say, and usually they appreciate it, but I will say like, hey, I just got a complaint from my downstairs neighbors that whoever is in the unit is currently being loud. I want to give you the heads up if you have renters that they may be trying to start a party or get rowdy. And the owners will usually really appreciate that. They will reach out and tell them to settle down. So just make sure you do some preparation in advance here. If you're in a condo 
complex in an apartment building, always have the contact info of all the immediate neighbors and units around you. Contact those owners and see if they can get the guests to settle down. Reassure your current guests that you are working on it. All right, one of you said, guests ask how to turn on the AC, but the house doesn't have AC and it's not checked off on the amenities. Ooh, I have this exact same situation. We do not have AC either. It's very rare for listings in Big Bear to have air conditioning. So we do not have it checked off either, but still there are some people that miss that detail and they get there and start tweaking with the thermostat, which only controls central heating and then discover why can't I get the AC to work. In this case, what I say is, hi there, as is disclosed in the listing, we do not have AC, only central heating. However, we have tower fans in each of the bedroom closets that you are welcome to use. So as you can see from my response there, I really like to emphasize that as is disclosed in the listing so that they can go back and look and see that you didn't suddenly remove this amenity or something or it's just not working, but this was known up front. And the other big thing here is that I call out that we do have tower fans in the bedrooms. I am guessing that if you don't have AC, you're probably in a similar situation to me and your property is located in a cooler climate, so you don't typically need it. So that's not an issue. I host just fine without AC, but you do want to make sure that you're going to have some contingency plan in place for nights that may get hotter than usual. So in our case, we've got our backup plan. We've got tower fans in each of the bedrooms, and I can call attention to that. What's going to suck is if you don't have any sort of backup plan and they check in on a night that just is hotter than usual, and now all you can tell them is, we don't have AC and it wasn't checked off on the listing, sorry. Try to make sure that you do have some sort of backup plan for their comfort. Okay, this one just made me angry. This one, what do you do when the guest says they left something valuable behind, you can't find it, and they accuse you of stealing? Are you kidding me? How do they have the nerve to accuse you of stealing something that they forgot? If it was that important to them, why did they freaking forget it? This is suddenly your fault now that you can't find it? Oh, that upsets me so much. No, 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 no. You have no right to accuse anyone of stealing something valuable. How valuable was it, huh? When you just left it behind. No, that, that pisses me off right there. Oh my gosh, now I'm thinking, what if there wasn't even anything left behind? And they're just making it up. Like, what if they're just like, oh, yeah, I left my wedding ring. Oh, my God, you can't find it. It was worth $10,000. And they're just going to try and, like, file a claim on you to get you to reimburse them for something? No. No, 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 no. This is, no, this upsets me. You definitely have to tread very carefully here because, like, in the example I just illustrated, if this is some sort of scam or something to make it appear like you did steal from them, you do not want to be liable for anything. Your language here has to be very, very clear, very precise, and you have to set up from the get-go that you are not responsible for belongings that are left behind. So here's what I would say. Hello, thanks so much for letting us know about your forgotten item. Although we are not responsible for any belongings left behind by guests, we will do our best to continue looking, and if found, we are happy to ship the items back to you. We'll keep you posted if we find it, and if it happens to turn up on your end, please let us know so that we're not still looking for it. So there's that keyword I used. You really want to emphasize from the top that we are not responsible for any items left behind by guests. You have to mention that first and foremost, and then you can throw in the formalities about, hey, we are looking for it. We're going to keep an eye out for it. And to further drive that point home that it's on them for forgetting it and losing it, 
Leave them with that reminder that says, if you find it, you let us know so we don't keep looking for it. This person said, what do you reply when someone says, there is a small spider, we can't sleep and need to end our stay early? You're absolutely not giving them a refund for this, okay? They didn't even ask for one, but you're not going to offer. They can absolutely end their stay early if they want. They can leave anytime they want. They are not getting a refund over this. Here's what I would say. Hi there. Thanks so much for letting us know. You can grab some toilet paper and squish it and flush it down the toilet. Okay, just kidding. I would not respond that, but it would take like every part of me to not want to say that. Here's what I would actually say. Hi there. We do get pest control services completed regularly. However, sometimes some critters still manage to find their way in. We would be disappointed to see you leave early, but ultimately respect your decision. Please let us know what you decide. Again, see? See how I did that, you guys? You don't need to offer a refund for everything people complain for. This is ridiculous. This does not warrant a refund. Go get yourself a damn little wad of toilet paper, squish the bug, and throw it out. How did this, how do people like this even end up in an Airbnb? Like, you're so incapable of just handling life. I don't understand how you even travel and, and get out and go into the world. No, you don't get a refund over a little spider. Grow up. Look, if it was an infestation of your place and they're able to show like a nest of spider eggs or something that's very different and that could maybe point to some neglect of the home and that you're not getting pest control done. But if this is a routine service you're getting, which it should be for hosts out there, definitely get the outside of the property sprayed, you know, once a quarter and that's that's enough. Of course, some critters are going to get in sometimes. It's not the end of the world, and it doesn't warrant a refund. Just be prepared. If she decides to fight and try to get a refund, you'll want to have invoices handy of the last time that you did get treatment done so you can show Airbnb that you are regularly on top of this. All right, we've got a couple more. This person said, what do you do when the guests had no communication prior to checkout and asked for a refund after completing the stay? They are saying that the week-long stay didn't live up to expectations created by the picks and reviews. Okay, this is a super easy one. If they were there for a week and they didn't even mention anything to you till after they checked out, so basically let's just say that they complained to you finally on the eighth day after checking in. They were there a week and then they finally notified you the day after. Easy, done. You have nothing to worry about because with Airbnb's policy, guests have to report any issues they discover within 72 hours of discovering the issue. If they're saying that the issues was that the whole stay just didn't live up to expectations created by picks and reviews, that would definitely be something that they discovered the first night they're there. This isn't like a broken appliance that broke on the seventh night. This is something that they would experience from day one, but they neglected to tell you and give you any chance to resolve the situation. So no, you're, you're good. You do not need to worry about this one. Here's what I would respond Hi, I'm disappointed to hear that you were unsatisfied with the stay, and I really wish you could have brought any issues to my attention during your reservation, giving us a chance to resolve it. Because we are just hearing about this for the first time now, after your stay has already ended, we are not able to rectify this for you. For any further questions, please contact Airbnb directly. And again, you can confidently send them to Airbnb here because they are directly violating Airbnb's policy of not having reported the issues within 72 hours. You can be very confident here. I have done this multiple times that if I know however late it was that the guest complained, not giving me a chance to resolve it, I will tell them, go ahead and call Airbnb if you have an issue. And Airbnb works very well with hosts on this. Every single time I've had them call me and say, hey, can we get your side of the story? And I just show them timestamps of 
here's the here's the guest. You can see that there were no complaints during the reservation, and all of a sudden after they leave, they're unsatisfied, and Airbnb is like, oh, okay, yeah, no worries. We're good. No refund. Every time. Okay, multiple of you sent something like this, but something along the lines of, what do you do when the guest sends you multiple photos of things that they think should be fixed? Look, depending on the photos, this is definitely going to be a case-by-case one. If they are sending you pictures of major appliances that are broken or like blatant issues of uncleanliness, you need to be considering some sort of refunds or possibly letting them end their stay early for for a full refund for the remaining nights. Like that's a big deal. If these are just those nitpicky things like, you know, I mean, I don't even have to tell you. You guys know what I'm talking about. We all get this stuff. I like to respond with something like this. Hi, thank you so much for bringing this to our attention. We are always looking to improve, and I'm currently in the process of updating our cleaning checklist. The items that you've noted will be very helpful in putting together a comprehensive guide. The reason that I like bringing up this cleaning checklist is because it enforces to the guests that you do have some standards in place, that you guys aren't just flying by the seat of your pants, but you do follow some sort of protocol, and it lets them know look, even if you're not technically updating the cleaning checklist that very day, we all know that it is an ongoing process. And so I think that just letting them know like, hey, I'm taking your feedback and I'm not just hearing it in one ear and out the other, but I actually am taking this and I am going to use this to upgrade our our comprehensive guide. I think that people really do value that. And they just want to know that if they took the time to document all of this, if you give them the benefit of the doubt, maybe they're just doing it because they genuinely want to help you. And I think if you can express to them that, Hey, I actually, I actually appreciate this. And I will make notes of this in our cleaning guide. People really do appreciate knowing that they've been heard. All right. And I'm going to wrap it up on this one because this one is actually sweet, but someone said one of my properties sleeps four, and last night's inquiry was we would like to rent your tree house for two nights on new year's Eve and host our wedding for 50 people. (laughs) Honestly, this one, actually, you should be so flattered. I, of course, okay. A tree house is not equipped for a 50 person wedding. So I get it that you're going to have to say no to this one, but I definitely think you should take this as a flattery that someone would want to have their wedding there. How touching is that? I think to this one, if it were me, I would reply something that says like, wow, we are so honored that you would consider our place for such a special day in your lives. Thank you so much for reaching out. Unfortunately, our property is just way too small and would not be able to handle an event of this size. I wish you the best of luck planning your upcoming wedding. Congratulations. And I hope that on your honeymoon or anniversary, we are able to host you. For this week's Airbnb quick tip, my tip to you follows right in line with the rest of this episode, and that is to start tracking all of the messages that you do send your guests. When you start hosting, it can be very overwhelming to think, what am I going to respond to all these different scenarios that come up? But like I said, most questions I get from you all in my DMs about how do I respond to the guest who said this or this or this, I'd say 90% of those questions are about the same. And then you have that 10% category of just random things that you could not have anticipated. If you start right now, open a notes app in your phone. It can literally be that simple. Just open a notes app and start tracking the responses that you send that you are happy with. So if you send a really good message to answer the question of, can I get a late checkout? Save it 
copy and paste it and save it in your notes app. You can also save it right inside the Airbnb app under the section called quick replies. And that way you can just easily, you'll see it's like the black plus button on the bottom left of your screen in the Airbnb app. You just click that and all your quick replies pop up so you can pick the right response to paste into the message. So my quick tip for you this week is just anytime, this is going to be an ongoing tip, but anytime that you respond to something and you really like the way that you phrased it, even if it's not the perfect message, still start saving all of those replies so that you can build out a library of all your go-to responses. It will take some time to build this up, but hopefully you end up having a really, really robust template library and if you ever bring on a co-host or someone to help you manage the messaging, you can immediately hand that over to them. And how easy will it be for them to just mimic your language and immediately implement that for you? And finally, for this week's Am I the Airbnb Hole? This is probably the shortest one I will ever read for this segment of the show, but I just had to bring you this one today. This person said, I have never received anything below five stars, and I have no words for this review, but maybe it will provide some laughs for other hosts too. I'm not mad, I'm just speechless. So here's the listing, luxurious beachfront villa, free Wi-Fi. And then they post a screenshot of the review. They got three stars overall, and the person said, cute place, however, very broken sleep due to the ocean crashing constantly. Yeah, you heard that right. They booked a beachfront place, presumably to be at the beach and hear the sound of the waves and managed to turn even that into a complaint. There's your three-star review for you. I just, I had to include this one. I know it's a short one. Clearly the guest here is absolutely the Airbnb hole. Who books a beachfront home and then complains about the sound of the waves crashing? This host had the perfect perspective on it. What did they say? I have no words for this review. I'm not mad, just speechless. Hopefully it provides some laughs for other hosts. That's all you can do in these situations. That's literally all you can do. So uh, take take that one. Let that be the way that we wrap up this episode. Just don't be too hard on yourself in this business. You can have a luxury beachfront villa and still get three stars because the waves crashing prevented your guest from sleeping. And with that, it is now checkout time. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you back here next week. Lastly, as Airbnb hosts, we all can appreciate a good five-star review. So you already know a great review on this podcast would mean so much to me. Please subscribe, review, share, and connect with me in the show notes below. Bye!